These two guys freaking yakking back and forth. Da 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 da. You never really get to the point. Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. We're headed to the Kayamichi Mountains for a little treasure hunting. And later, the Cherokee got a million dollars to spend. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So I'm proud of you. I want to go on, I want to be the first to say how proud I am that you've taken the steps necessary to finally have I'm a, not watching Batman. No, no, no. I've given up on that. I okay. figured out why you're not going to do that. Why? I, it doesn't, there, I've got the theory written down at home. It's, it's, I'm writing it it's on the windows of that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you've seen a beautiful mind where he just starts writing stuff down. Um, I'm sure Kevin Bacon is in there somehow, some way, but no, you finally got your hands, your mitts on a red bone. Um, I did. So, uh, red bone Indian tacos made their way into my town. Yep. And I couldn't, couldn't pass up the opportunity. She, I'm not going to lie. She texts me. She goes, Hey, I'm going to be in Chickasha four to seven tomorrow. Tell Harley if he wants to get in on it, get down there. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I delivered the message. I said, I got you, sister. I'll take care of it. I didn't call. I, I started to call this morning to say, did you get it? I was like, you know what? I'm afraid he's going to say no and it's going to disappoint me because I hadn't heard and I didn't hear anything from you. So I was like, you know, I'll wait. I'll wait and see if I can put him. We'll, we'll put him on the to the fire, to the flames on the show. So, congrats. What do you think? So, I got the red bone. Okay. The red bone. The red bone. Isn't that what it's called on it's their a- menu? I think it's called the red bone. Okay. So, I got the Indian taco. Mm-hmm. I got Amber a Frito chili pie. Mm-hmm. And I got Connor, I want to say it was egg rolls and pot stickers, which oh. surprised me that they were on the menu. Really? But also surprised me that they're really good. Really? Yeah, I obviously made him share. Made him share. But, but the game changer. That fry bread. Dude, I'm telling you. It's the size of a pillow. It's ridiculous. Now, and I was looking at pictures going, each, you know, because sometimes you go to places and it's like the guy in front of you gets a bigger, it doesn't matter what it is. The guy in front of you, sandwich looks better than yours or whatever. But I was looking, it looks like, it, number one, they look like pillows coming off of an assembly line. They're all the same size. The density is the same. It's for me, like I said, it's all about the bread. For me, the toppings I could take or leave. If she could find a way <sighs> to make low carb fry bread, I don't think I would eat anything else. If she could find a way, and there is a vegan recipe for fry bread, but I'm not. I'm just there are certain things I'm just not bold enough to try. So. I'm going to veer off. I'm going to, when I'm when Redbone's around, Redbone's in town, and I'm anywhere near it. I'm probably going to say a rosary or ask for forgiveness from a higher power because I will cheat on my vegan my vegan hedonism. Overlords. Yes, I will. I mean, like I said, I've said before, veganism is the freaking Scientology of like nutrition. So when people find out that you cheat on veganism, you you really have to. You got to buy your way back in, and uh, I I gotta say I'm not gonna skip. I'm not skipping a meal if they're in town. But I did find something that I think would surprise you because you're such a big 
You're a naysayer. You're a vegan naysayer. I'm a vegan hater. Yeah, I'll openly admit it. I'm a vegan hater, and you're a vegan hater. Yeah, no, I. I'm always looking for like our the, friendship has taken a hit from your decision to go. Well, vegan. and that's the thing, and, and let's talk about that for just a second. It happens because we're the least fun at the cookout. You know, we got to bring our own food. You know what I mean? Veganism, it's a struggle. I'm not one of those people that's like. Was it cooked on the same grill? Is that I'm not like that. I'm kind of there's a I don't know. It's the vegan. There's like a it's the the difference between a vegetarian and a vegan is like atheist versus agnostic. I guess I, I don't care. I'm not combative about it. It's something that's working for me. But speaking of working for me, without getting too far into the weeds, we can have this in another conversation another time. I'm sure we will. I tried the beatbox. Now, it's a play on words. Uh, it's B E E T. Yes. Their food truck, when they do their food truck, looks that's, like a boombox. That's box. a clever name. It's very clever. It looks like a boombox, and it's got neon colors, and it's Does real bright. Does it have carrots coming out of the top? Because if it had carrots coming out of the top or beets coming out of the top, I don't know. That would be even better. The reason why I don't know is during the winter, I found, because, you know, look, where I live, there's not a lot of vegan options. You can get a vegetable sandwich. If you live in Oklahoma, there are not a lot of vegan options. Well, there's not a lot of vegan options south of 240. Just as a general it, rule. As a general rule. You can kind of navigate your way through what certain restaurants can. We have a vegan option, which means it's a it's a hamburger with a tomato as the patty. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, and I don't like a lot of the impossible. We've talked about the impossible meats. But anyway, I was kind of looking... Went to Google. Vegan restaurants near me. One of the first things that popped up was the Beatbox. I was like, oh, this is cool. And it says it's located where? And then I looked, kind of did some research. It's a food truck. But during the winter, they work out of the Sunnyside Diner on 89th and Western. Really? So the weather was kind of crap the week before, week before last. Before that, they kind of have some wonky schedules. Like it's, they're here, you know, it's like a, Friday, Saturday, or, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday evenings for dinner, primarily. They open at four. So we were out and about, like, let's try it. So anyway, went there. They have their main, to me, I think, like, their biggie is their chicken sandwich. It's not chicken. I'm sure it's like, it's probably most meats, I think I've learned, that that aren't meat are chickpea-based. Dude, the sandwich, it comes naked with, I think it's a brioche bun, pretty sure. It's got lettuce, tomato, pickle, and then you choose a sauce. Like it's a honey barbecue, uh, uh, a spicy honey, or they have a canes, their version of a cane sauce. Dude, I'm telling you right now, and their fries, they don't, they don't skimp either. It's legitimately one of the best chicken fried sandwiches I've ever had. Hmm. I would put it up next to Del Rancho any day of the week. Wow. The thing weighed probably a half a pound. Easy. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. It, me and Tara both, we we finished it, barely. It was, a, I mean, flavors were there. I didn't, you know, because a lot of times when you eat those, some of the more processed stuff that you get at the store, that's the chicken, as they call it, it has a little bit of an aftertaste to it. Dude, this, man, it was on point. I, I would I would challenge you to try it just to, just so you could see exactly what I was talking about. But And then I, I was like, okay, i got to go talk to these people. So I went to the drive-thru because they only went through the drive, working through the drive-thru. Met the owner. Oh, I got the, I had the business card. I'll have to look it up anyway. 
Got to talk to the owners. The owners, I thought we thought that the kid running the food out, because I told Tara, I was like, hey, I mean, this kid's busting his butt. The kid was a part owner. Him and his, I believe it's his wife or his girlfriend. I was shocked. Hmm. And they were killing it, man. They were lined up. And I, again, I think a lot of that is due in part two. There's not a ton of options for people that are, that are, that cater the, to those, those eating qualifications. So I got an idea for the chicken sandwich. What? A name. We don't give a cluck. We don't give chicken a cluck. Sandwich. Ooh. That might be an idea for us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, highly, highly recommend if you're even considering being vegan, if you're not considering, if you want to want some great fries, they got all kinds of stuff. And everything's vegan. I got a Coke Zero that they flavored with pineapple. Dude, come on. You get, take all my money. Take all of my money. But anyway, check out the beatbox on Facebook and uh, look up their schedule. You need to lock it. You got to lock them in. But anyway, that, enough about our treasures. We do need to talk about some lost treasure some in lost the state treasure. of Oklahoma. Absolutely. The story that we're going to be discussing today is a lost treasure, a treasure hunt in South Oklahoma at a place called Seven Devils Mountains. Yeah. It's really near uh, Rattan, Oklahoma. Rattan. 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 Rattan, Oklahoma. Don't say rotten, Oklahoma. We'll be kicked out of Rattan, (laughs) Oklahoma. Before we get started, I want to kind of discuss the whole concept of the treasure treasure hunt in Oklahoma or the stories behind. So this story comes from a book called Lost Oklahoma Treasure, Misplaced Mines, Outlaw Loot, and Mule Loads of Gold by W. Craig Gaines. I like the book. It was yeah. a gift. But all of the stories are very, and, and I'm not saying anything negative about the author, but all of the stories vague. are very vague. Yeah. So I guess before we even get started, I, I would really like some feedback from the audience as to whether they want us to even cover this stuff if it yeah, doesn't interesting, have... Yeah, if it doesn't have a lot of meat to it. Right, but... A lot of the stuff that we cover is kind of a jumping off point for yeah. doing things in Oklahoma. And one of the things that I think that I think are is a lot an attractive of, yeah. idea in Oklahoma is treasure hunting. And I think if you're um, got anyone of a reasonable age, you grew up thinking, you know, Oklahoma history, you got a basic taste, a basic feel for Oklahoma history. But I think you and I kind of share a lot of the same passions. For Oklahoma, the Oklahoma Territory... If there was how the West was won, there is a, I mean, there are truckloads of information, stories galore about the West. And, and th- to me, this is what gets me going. Right. I mean, I will go look for a treasure I'll never find just to kind of, just to be steeped in the, in the, in the lore, in the, in the legends. I think, I don't know, I, I would listen to a show like this. I guess I would or I wouldn't be doing it. <laughs> well, I mean... You know me. I would. I would literally take a yeah, stage co- coach across the country. Right. <laughs> um, so, so I, I definitely like the the stories personally. But again, it's one of those things. So the the story in question, it's a choose your own adventure. Right. There are two completely different stories about this Seven Devils Mountain Treasures, which they both have the same dollar amount. It's fifty thousand dollars in gold at the time. The first story starts off in Hugo, Oklahoma. There was an outlaw who was hanged who had, who said that he had hidden $50,000 in gold coins 
near a cliff in the, the Seven Devils Mountains. Apparently, this is part of the Kayamichi Mountains. Right. The Seven Devils Mountains was part of that range, and it was called that until <laughs> until about 1904 by the locals. Hmm. I think that's. I wonder how that. I wonder how you name a. Di- I mean, to me, there's nothing. Well, you got to think. At that point in time, there's nobody there. Right. There's not a whole lot of people there. So if the the five guys that live within a hundred miles mm-hmm. of the place say it's the seven devil the seven devils mountains, then that's what they call it. But here's the thing: is it the same five guys that went to Idaho and did the same thing with the seven no. devils mountains there? No, but it could be Seven Peaks. It could be whatever whatever trip their their trigger at the right. time. Mm-hmm. But somebody from the U.S. Geological Society came out and said, "Nope, this is part of the Kayamichi Mountains." And that's the rest that's is history. It, exactly. Yeah. So Rattan, Oklahoma is a town in Pushamataha County with a population just over 300. This is kind of the the stage right. for the stories that we're talking mm. about. So this uh, outlaw that we're discussing, he got his gold from a stagecoach robbery in the 1890s. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. You couldn't pay me to be a stagecoach driver. Back then? Back then, at all. Because if they thought you had something, they robbed you. Mm-hmm. If they di- if you didn't have something, it wasn't like they let you off the hook. They'd bring your wagon to the ground, either to shoot you or you'd be on foot. Right. An interesting fact, though, was between 1870 and 1884, it was estimated that at least 350 stagecoaches were robbed. Then that's just by Wells Fargo. I mean, we've all heard of those guys. Right. That's... I- that is a lot that's of stagecoaches. A lot of stagecoaches. So this particular story, the outlaw said that he got his his money from a strong box on a stagecoach. He was captured and he tried to cut a deal with the deputy sheriff. Yeah, he gave directions to the deputy and told him, you know, like I'll tell you where the money is if you let me go once you get the money. So the deputy comes back. He doesn't have any money, and the outlaw was hung. Wow. Now story is. That the deputy actually lived out his life and never seemed to have spent a nickel more than he should have had uh, as a man in his position at that point in time. The thought is, he couldn't find the money, or he hid the money and never spent it. Because I was thinking to myself, what lawman in the 1800s couldn't be bought? I mean, they didn't make probably more than $10 a week. If somebody offered me gold, I'd probably still hang them and then I, I would keep the money, but... That's the thing too. You're not if if people think you have money back then, the wrong people think you have money. Right. You're dead. Yeah. I agree with you 100%. I think that it's one of those things where you had to have money but at the same time being flashy at all was almost just a sign saying rob me. Absolutely. So, in the magazine Lost Treasure magazine there is a complex set of directions to the site that were actually published in the magazine right. but there's obviously I nobody has come forward right. saying that they found it but there's another version of the story completely okay so gold coins hidden in a copper box in a cave on a cliff a half a mile east of a cabin 18 miles northeast of Rattan in a place that is called Cloudy, Oklahoma. It's an un- unincorporated right. little community called Cloudy, Oklahoma. The treasure was owned by a Captain T.M. No last name. <sighs> right. 
Some speculate that he didn't have a last name because Captain TM might have been Native American and actually just not had a last name. Right. He died in 1902 and hid the box with the coins in an unknown location. Give somebody the recipe, man. So here's the part of the story that gets, gets little... people it gets people excited about it. Okay. So according to Captain TM's wife, he would travel east from his cabin and then return from the north. Hmm. So he was walking a loop, apparently. Right. She said this this trip would take him about a half an hour round trip. So he would leave and be back in a half an hour. And the local residents said that there used to be a cave near a cliff, but they've never been able to re-find it. So there are some treasure hunters out of Paris, Texas. Uh-huh. Charles Golden and Jack Kimball, they looked for this particular treasure for several years. Right. They searched in the Little River, Devil's Backbone Mountain, Bear Canyon, and Rattlesnake Canyon, but they never reported finding any of this gold. If I had the, if, if you had the money, now, and I've seen some, some specials and shows within the last decade where they were looking for some of the, the James Gang caches and things like that. And they use like a, like almost like sonar. If, if you had the money, would you, I don't know, that's almost kind of like, I don't know, it's like fishing in a barrel. But would you want to find it? Or is it more fun to kind of go out and, explore but man if i had the money boy i'd sure be i'd be hard pressed not to go out there and just find it you know what i mean i think part of it is the the hunt it's the solving the mystery it's the thrill of the chase it's not exactly the right because you know we talked about it last week last week in reference to do you want to know if it's a ufo do you really want to know if it's a bigfoot sometimes it's more exciting just to kind of keep it going i don't know yeah no i agree with that so if you are interested in looking for this treasure I think this is a one of those things where you really got to roll up your sleeves. Oh yeah, you're gonna have to go back and find the information that was published in Lost Treasure magazine. Yeah, you're gonna want to hit up local historical societies. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, you're gonna have to go into Pushmataha County. You're gonna have to go to what Isn't the that... unincorporated right. area of Cloudy, Oklahoma, and you're just gonna have to ask people. Where, you know, where do I start? Who do I talk to? Who knows stories? Because this is a, you know, this is one of those things where you could spend 20 years of your life looking for this one thing. Well, you know, a lot of the times people would bury something. They would put, you know, they would mark it with something, a rock or something that was inconspicuous. Not like a flag that says, find treasure here. Right, but you also live in Oklahoma. I mean, we have flash floods Oh yeah, erosion. There's all kinds of things that can right. Happen. So you you could have buried some if you buried something in a hundred and twenty years ago. There's a real good chance that it is nowhere near where you buried. Absolutely, it. and the landscape, the geographical landscape, has has changed so much in two hundred years that right. you know, I mean, east <laughs> it could have moved west easily. So I don't know. Again, this is kind of I. I love the West. I love Western history. Been watching 1883, so it's it's fresh on my mind. Thinking about wagon trains and getting out there and getting dusty and dirty and, and dying before I'm 40. Uh, <laughs> I like I like treasure hunting. My grandpa was a treasure hunter, so yeah. But the I think you and I look at it from the perspective of like city slickers yeah, too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Just a couple of city guys with our you know blue jeans on, but. I mean, in all honesty, it would be 
a fun adventure if you're really willing to take the time to do it. Right. I'm not going to go out there to, I'm going out there to look for treasure. I'm not going to kick around rocks and look for, you know, but if you, if you are listening to this show and you decide that you're going after this treasure, for the love of God, let us know if you find any of the actual names to go with any of these stories. Right. Who is Captain TM? Can I'd love to know answer? who the deputy sheriff was. Right. In There's, Hugo, Oklahoma. And that's the thing about these stories, too, is there's just never enough who, who, what, when, why, where. I wonder how much 50000 in gold is worth today. I bet you it's well over a million dollars. And speaking of a million dollars... Yeah, the Cherokee's got a one million dollar grant. You want to talk about it next. So, Brett, you are sporting a pretty cool Muskogee shirt. Yeah, I am. But it's not a Muskogee shirt. It's not a Muskogee shirt at all. What is it? It is from a company called Death Before Pop Country. And uh, it's got a basically a zombie... <laughs> Merle Haggard on the back. It says, what does it say? I don't know. You tell me what. I can't remember what it said. It says, we don't smoke marijuana in Muskogee, Oklahoma. I mean, I saw it and I had to have it. The The company yeah. is A, adver- using you as a billboard. Yeah, they are. And B, they got you to spend money with them. Oh, they got me on the hook. They got me on the hook. I had to. And you don't even know what the company does. You just like their t-shirt. They have some really cool, they had some really cool t-shirts. I'm sorry. I'm a t-shirt. Like, I'm a fanatic. I bought three that day. Not from them. Two from other places. I, it's an addiction. It is an addiction. I have an ink, a screen print ink addiction. I can think of worse things to spend money on. I can as well. But from their standpoint, probably a really good investment. Yeah. And if you are interested in getting some shirts printed, Yes. Some promotional gear that people yeah. like Brett will buy, not even knowing what the company does. I know, I know. And wear your logo around like a billboard, then you should reach out to our buddy, Ronnie Davenport, yeah. over at Tailboard Apparel. Yes, he is a firefighter, a screen printer, a father. A, a sleuth, he's a detective. He's a detective. He is a doctor. I heard that he's also he's a, a, a he, doctor. And right now he's he's skiing. At Wolf Creek. So he skis, he hunts, he prints. He skis uphill, from what I understand. Both ways. In the snow. Uh, (laughs) And if you're looking for, I'm serious, really great designs, really great prices with a really great company, check out Tailboard Apparel. You can give those guys, or that guy, give that guy a call, 405-517-2174. Or find them on the internet at tailboardapparel.com. So today's news story mm-hmm. comes from Al Lindsay at yep. the Black Chronicle. Yes. Cherokee Nation announces new million-dollar film incentive in Oklahoma. They just unveiled uh, plans for a new incentive program offering up to a million dollars annually to, uh, to fund productions filmed with the Cherokee Nation in northeastern Oklahoma. And you're seeing a lot of that happen, you know, Osage County and all the... Hollywood has really kind of embraced Oklahoma, and I think a lot of it has to do with there's such, dude, it's cheap to film here. There's a huge incentive for major production companies to come here. They get a major major tax breaks. Well, more importantly, I think that Oklahoma is sold short on the whole view right. and different environments because yep. there's a lot of var- uh, variations in the state. Yeah, if you look around, if you kind of started to put just a a big picture on how many big pictures have been here. 
and you go, that was filmed in Oklahoma because, again, like you said, we've got almost aside from palm trees. I mean, we could we could put a palm tree in there. There's a lot of diverse geographical locations. A hundred percent. This new incentive, though, is going to provide funding for employing Native American citizens and using Native-owned businesses, which I think is a really good idea. Yeah. It's uh, more more recently, you look at um, Taika Watiki, who's came in, and, and, and uh, Sterling Harjo that, that did Reservation Dogs. Uh, they do a lot of putting back into the, the into the community, and, you know, and it's no mistake that uh, these the, the Cherokees they they can come up with a million dollars. A lot of tribes they have money, but again, it goes directly back into the community, the community, which I think is always a plus. Well, apparently, this is the first tribal film incentive program in the U.S. Wow, which again, I'm proud of of the local organizations in Oklahoma going out on a limb because it's not jumping into something yeah. that is as volatile as making films and movies mm-hmm. is a big leap of faith. It is a huge leap of faith. And, and, and especially in the environment that we're in now, it's, it can be sink or swim a hundred percent. And so I, again, I'm, I'm super proud that we're making these strides yeah. and it, it kind of just layers on to, Layers onto the travel and tourism in the state. Absolutely. You know, having one more story, one more event, one more location mm-hmm. that, you know, for a small community in Oklahoma that might not have a lot going on. Yeah. You know, knowing that The Rock just filmed a movie, uh, you know, in some. Well, Jiminy Christmas, Leonardo DiCaprio and De Niro were here two years ago uh, for Killers of the Flower Moon. I mean,. Uh, Zachary uh, Zachary Levi is filming a, a film to move. Hell, he's moving to Tulsa. Right. So I mean, yes, that we're you know obviously we're talking about the Cherokees putting a million dollar incentives uh, out there for for film companies to to bring work here. That's the other thing too. It's not just bringing Hollywood here. They are employing thousands of local. Absolutely, lo- the, a lot of a lot of their crews are local. The extras that are they're involved. I've seen a lot of casting calls. A lot of casting calls for extras. So it's it does it does so much for for the state of Oklahoma. And, and it's not that we need any help. It's not like we're you know thirty years ago when we didn't have downtown like it is, and we didn't have this, and we didn't. But there was a time when Oklahoma was kind of a again we've talked about it being a flyover state where people just go oh it's you know whether wind comes sweeping down the planes and stuff like that right we've we've come so far since then and we're not just a cowboy and indian state either you know what i mean no i agree with that i mean again i am in is a general rule i am in love with the 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 concept yeah and the stories uh, you know that that date back to that time yeah but that's not all that that's we have to we offer yeah but again, it's this is one of those things where I don't think that it necessarily, you know, like it's a handout or a hand up or anything uh-huh. of the nature uh, of that nature. I think that it's more a layering. It's adding some depth to the travel and tourism in the state. Absolutely, and at the end of the day, that's that's really every every state, every town, uh, specifically where we are. That's their bread and butter is is foot foot, tra- foot traffic notoriety not- and being and being recognized so you're doing your what <laughs> speaking of being recognized yeah. 
We definitely need some more reviews on our site. Absolutely. We would love to hear from you. We would love to share your feedback on the air. So let us know what you think of the show. Good, bad, or ugly. We'd Mm -hmm. love to hear from you. Well, you're right, Harley. We need all, we need your feedback. We need to know what direction we need to take, what what shows you guys like, uh, where the treasure is. Is it due east? Is it due west? Yeah, if you could tell us the exact GPS coordinates of the treasure, we would love to know that. Uh, Don't put that in a review, though. If you could just email us directly on that one. Well, this has been the Only in OK Show. New episodes every week. I'm Brett. And I'm Harley. And we're out of here. Peace. You, you can get in here and use Photoshop and delete that, right? Um, what what editing? You, get, you use Microsoft Paint to edit this? Can, you can edit this out, right? Anyway, uh, there was a lot of reviews. I was like, that sounds like something someone would have said about us. Like, these two guys freaking yakking back and forth, da-da-da-da-da. You never really get to the point. I'm like, man, I'm so... I'm, I'm, hey, man, you ain't got a headphones on or nothing. What are you trying to do? You just... I'm balling it. Oh, I know you are. Okay. I see trees of green, red roses too. <laughs> Bert, stop. right? Look, I don't know how you normally do. You guys do your show. You just you lead, and uh, I'll do my best to fill in. And how's that sound? We'll just go back and forth, you know, and. Uh, One day, please let me do an entire episode as someone else. Dude, I've asked you to do it. You no, but you want me to do it. I can't talk like this the whole time. You want me to be, and then coming after the break, we're going to talk about more. That's what you want me to do. You want me to be a freaking a Scottish monkey that's dancing around and says what we're finally stood down. Yes. No. So we can be canceled? Dude, pick whatever. I don't care. You really want me to do the entire show as someone else? I would totally be down you with you doing it. an entire show you make it. all by yourself. Like you and the voices in your fucking head. I talked about somebody's ma. <laughs> and you lost it. Were you laughing at me in there? When you were cracking up in there when I said something about your ma? I have no idea. All right. All right. Are we ready? Okay. All right. Tighten up the mic here. How are my levels looking? You know what? What are you doing? Are you playing slots? Freaking, freaking Clash of Clans? Bull. Dude, I don't even know where my phone is. You're looking at ten, intent, that intently at a business card? With, a, no, with a, a label on it. It's a, not just a business card. It has my appointment date on it as well. No, it's a business card, a label from my t-shirt, and a piece of gum. Are you a monkey? Like, why are you like... <laughs> you're so fascinated by technology. Look at... Look at this scribings. Okay, I get it. You have a business card. Big whoop. I've got like a thousand of them. You want one? I can get you a business card tomorrow from a business you've never heard of. Three, two, one. Every time I get ready to do something, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, come on. Who has apnea while they're awake? Three, two, one. <laughs> I hate you. I do. In the best way. You you know exactly what to do to get me your eye. 
I like your glasses, but your eyes are this big right now. I don't know why. Good thing this isn't an audio podcast where people need to know what the hell you're talking about. All right. Three, two. It looks like a rattlesnake. Apparently about his to... eyes are either like the size of a BB or the size of a beach ball. I don't know because he used hand gestures to describe the size. Well, three, two, one. And welcome, and welcome to God the show. Bless America. Three, two, one. And I'm proud to be an American. American where at least I know I'm free. And up, that's all I know. Actually, just <laughs> proudly stand up and be for more free. Beam me up, Scotty. Okay, go. Um, three, two, one. Can I do this really? You're gonna fart, dude. You're leaning over, dude. You're doing the lean. Please, for the love of God, open the show. I know, but you're doing this, the lean. I know you, right? I do notice that you don't fart as much on Kita. <laughs> I do notice that you used to be a freaking trailblazer, man. <laughs> Is that you? In the year two thousand. That's what it looks like you're about to do. Three, two, one. With the flashlight. Resting on his chin, he turned it on, and then Brett said, You want to do that? Describe every motion. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. God dang it! Fix it. Oh, you don't want to listen to that. You know what works better if you can hear it do that? No. This is it, right? Three, two, one. All right, let's go. Three, two, one. God dang it, man. Come on. I heard that. You didn't because you don't have headphones on. Three, Two, one.